Hey, I'm Terry Molinero, and I believe that we as the body of Christ are here for such a time as this. I love to say this, blessed to be a blessing, that we are called to be a light. And look, friends, if we don't do it, if we aren't the light, who's going to be the light? The body of Christ has always been a house of action. And hey, who says we can't have some fun along the way? Terry, it's Ryan Seacrest. You're in broadcast. I'm trying to be in broadcast. There's something in common. Good luck to you at Seacrest House. This is the Church Hacks Podcast. Hey friends, what's happening today? Hopefully wherever you are at in the worldly world that you are doing good and you know what, first and foremost, can I just start off by saying it is such a privilege to be able to hang out with you. Thank you so much for giving me your time. I honestly am doing this so we can all grow together and all be literally the best versions of ourselves because, man, you know, the more I go on and on, I, I see people who are legitimately going through things that are, <clears throat> part of me, that are really, really difficult in life. And I know that if they only had some truth You know, if they only had what a lot of us already know, their life could be completely, completely transformed. I was talking with someone the other day, and it's so sad to see that they're turning to things, um, some new age practices and these things. And I'm like, man, where is the church? You know, where are we here to be able to stand up and say, no, like this is not the answer to your problems. The answer to your problems, you know, his name is Jesus. And And he's good to uh, set you free from these different things. So I'm just really excited that we can come together and we can grow and we can move things forward. And, you know, when I was done recording the last podcast, the one on purpose killers, I was thinking about these different things. I was thinking about, you know, false timelines and wanting to quit and the things that come our way to take us out in life. And you don't really need to look very far or try very hard to find some negative things to focus on, right? At the studio, at the radio station, I have this TV that is constantly playing a new station. And the reason why is because I can talk about any breaking news as it happens. But you know, there are times where literally I'll have to turn it off because all of it is just ridiculous. It's easy, I think, as Christians to get to a place where we feel this sense of, you know what, it's me and God against the world. Look at all this craziness that's going on. I'm I'm, it's me against the world, you know, with God. And then we walk around like we're the victims of everything. Oh, my boss is giving me a hard time at work. And it's it's me and God against the world. Or there's traffic again and I'm stuck here and this is the worst. Do you see how even when I'm starting to talk about these things, it like brings this air of negativity. So here I am. I'm thinking about these things that we're all experiencing because they're real. But then I can't help but think that somewhere along the line, We started to maybe give these types of thoughts, these negative thoughts, too much free reign in our minds. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. How the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, so on and so forth. And joy is number two on that list. So where's the joy? That's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. I think it has a lot to do with what we focus on. But going one step further, I think as well, it's our our perspective. Years ago, I remember discovering this verse in Hebrews 12 too. Because of the joy awaiting him, talking about Jesus, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. I started to think about that first part. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. Now, I don't know what you're faced in life 
uh, right now. I don't know what you're currently facing, and I know it's very real. I know it's tough, but odds are we are not facing a circumstance as drastic as that, as like being crucified on a cross. But you see what Jesus did? Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured. Because of the things that it would do. Like he looked to that cross and he didn't see death. He didn't see destruction. He didn't see the end. His perspective was completely different. He saw you and he saw me set free from everything that would try and hold us back like 2,000 years later. You know, he saw the Holy Spirit moving throughout the world, changing people's lives, destroying darkness. See, he saw past was in front of him in the present to see what was going to happen in the future. And because of that, because of that, he was able to endure. He had a perspective shift there. If I can even take it back to the last episode for a second, I was talking about persevering, how if we are going to do all that we need to do and accomplish all the things that we need to accomplish, there needs to be this persistence about us. I have a friend and he has like this podcast, it's called like the persistence factor. And it's true. The problem is when we stop looking ahead and we start to only focus on what's around us, it's like a very dangerous game. Like I know everyone tells you, oh, you need to live in the present. You need to live in the moment. And that's totally true. Like we do need to be present. We can't just be always thinking about like the next and what's before us all the time. We need to live life right now. But at the same time, when it comes to the situations that are difficult, if we're only stuck focusing on all the nonsense going around us right now, how are we ever supposed to move it forward? See, when we stop looking forward and we get stuck looking at everything around us, Even taking it nice and simply, um, whoever solved a problem, number one, by focusing on what was happening around them instead of putting things in place to initiate change. No one. Yet that's exactly what we're tempted to do, to stay and to look where we are and then convince ourselves that where we are right now is all that life has for us. It's always been this way. You know, I might have tried once or twice in the past, but it's never going to change. You know, look at my, and then some of us, we take it a step further. We're like, well, I'm super spiritual. I know about generational curses. Look at my mom. Look at my mom's mom, mom's 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 mom. (laughs) You know, it's always been this way and this is never going to change for me. But let me ask you a question. Does that sound like freedom to you? Like on a base level, do you think that Jesus would have died, sent the Holy Spirit uh, so you could live that type of life? No way, baby. You know, the Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief comes only and only is an exclusive word. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. That was the amplified version. And I love how it says, I came that they may have and enjoy life, not just to have freedom, but to actually enjoy the life that you live. See, where did we stop living and enjoying? Why did this happen? You know, how did this happen? Well, let me ask you another question. If the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength, The joy of the Lord is our strength. Maybe, just maybe, you think this is one thing that the enemy really is trying to work overtime to make sure you and I never find it. If the Bible says, hey, this joy thing, this joy of the Lord, that is what's going to give you your strength. You better believe the enemy is going to want to take that away from you. I remember many years ago, I was at home and I was tired. I was feeling done. You know, no energy. I felt like I couldn't move certain things forward not feeling a whole lot of purpose. So the enemy starts playing on my mind. He starts feeding me thoughts. And here's where I started to make the mistake. I listened. I started thinking about those things. I started going down that spiral when all of a sudden the Holy Spirit interrupted that pattern and started to show me the result of following through with the enemy's thoughts, how the exact same thing had happened in the past. 
and that the result was not what I wanted. The result of those negative thoughts are literally the exact opposite of what I really want and how it was always just a lie. Boom. That truth, friends, it totally set me free. See, when we can see things for what they are, when we can face our tough situations at work or at home and notice that what is looking like a really real thing is actually a diversion from the enemy or just a plain lie, we strip the power away from the enemy and we don't give him room to operate. And when that happens, we can do exactly what Jesus did in Hebrews. You know, we can look past the things that we see right in front of us and we can look up and forward towards what God really has for us. I think also when we see and recognize something as a lie and see it for what it is, it's so much easier to work through. You know what I'm saying? You know, when we have that perspective, we can keep joy knowing that no matter what we face, we move forward because we aren't after the right now. You know, we're not living for just what we see around us. Because if we were, if we were, man, like, yeah, this is hard. That's hard. All these different things. See, we are after what God has for us and then we can move it forward. I want to read John 10, 10. Um, that I mentioned earlier one more time. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. Where have we been letting the enemy steal from us? I need to ask myself that question. You know, where have I been letting the enemy steal from me? You know, where has he worked his way in, in our thoughts and minds to the point where we think things are hopeless to where we feel like we can't have joy as long as we work at a certain place? Like, I know there's this mentality that I have even subscribed to in the past. It goes something like this. Man, if you don't like your job, if it's sucking the life from you, quit. Just leave. Life is short. And that sounds great, doesn't it? Life is short. You know, I'm I'm bought with a price and I'm called for a purpose. And so it's your time is this, which is true. I'm not making fun of that. What though would have happened if Jesus looked at the cross that was up the road for him? See, that was his job. Ultimately, yes, that was his job. If anyone had a reason to quit, It'd be facing a cross, but see, he didn't because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross. The Bible says disregarding its shame. Now, because he endured, he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. You know what this tells me? There are going to be times where we're not going to feel it, right? But if God has called us somewhere, we can still hold it down. We need to. So let's see things for what they are. Let's not be people who are stuck in the chaos, but people who look beyond that into what God has called us for so we can finish the race that was given to us well and ultimately complete it. So go out there, be a man, be a woman of action. We'll talk soon.